What's up? It's Bonnie from Stand Atlantic, and you're listening to the Rock Sound Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Rock Sound Podcast. I'm Will Cross, junior editor at the magazine. Joining me, Tamsin Wills. Hello. Hello, all right. Yeah, I'm having a pretty good week. I feel like it's the weekend already, but it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, it's been a long week for us, I think, Jack. How are you feeling? Every day is a weekend to me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I knew you'd do that. Every day. (laughs) Woo! Uh, Only good vibes. So uh, follow us on SoundCloud. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Last week, we had the monumental chat with Danny Warsnop and Ben Bruce of Ask Alexandria. One of my all-time favorites. Crazy, crazy stuff. We hope you all enjoyed the little outtake as well. It's also now on our Instagram. Super, super good stuff. Never going to recover from that, I don't think. And uh, also the first of our RS Classics interviews with Newfound Glory, Chad and Jordan talking everything. They're amazing influential sticks and stones super super cool but this week it's mr patrick stump we're so excited we had pete a couple of months ago to talk about the last of the real ones so we've gone and done it again but this time with patrick to talk about brand new single hold me tight or don't from the forthcoming mania so excited and we've also got ryan Locke from seaway who have released one of our favorite albums of 2017 in vacation so i spoke to him about everything to do with that album being fearless and bringing in all kinds of things to change up the pop punk game Tamsin. Slam Dunk have only gone and announced their first wave of acts, and I am living for this. Jimmy Eat World are headlining, um, and joining them will be State Champ, Sleeping with Sirens, Taking Back Sunday, Four Year Strong, and Trash Boat. I am super stoked for that, guys. Stoked. Stoked. Oh, mate. Um, Waterparks have announced a UK tour for March 2018 because apparently they just can't get enough of us. <laughs> Paris have announced a US tour for February and March 2018. Of Mice and Men have announced new album Defy and dropped new single Warzone. There are rumours that Alex Gasgarth will appear on the new Against the Current album, which I'm keeping my fingers crossed for because that is going to be so good. Big. Um, and finally then Fallout Boy have dropped a new song and video, Hold Me Tight or Don't and announced a European Arena Tour. Yes. Are we saying banger? Oh, it's a total banger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think we can agree it's a banger. You said that was so much like, it was so happy oh, that it's a banger. Oh, oh, well, I mean like... Of course it's a banger. It's a fallout boy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> True. It's, it's a case. Well, we're going to talk all about this next. I'm yeah. not, not going to get deep in. Well, okay. Oh, I just don't, said... don't, don't don't poke the bear. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cool. So to lead in, Mr. Patrick Stump. So excited to do this. So we spoke to Pete, as I said, a few months ago about the last of the real ones. Super enlightening, amazing chat. This week we are chatting to Mr. Patrick Stump all about Hold Me Tight or Don't. As we say, absolute banger. Spoke to him all about the song, how it came together. And also, of course, they finished their new album, Mania, which is coming in January 2018. Super exclusive stuff. So here we go. Strap in. Patrick Stump talking all things Hold Me Tight or Don't and Mania. So with Hold Me Tight or Don't, um, it's another total sonic surprise, which is really, really exciting. It's got links to the, <laughs> it's got links to the songs that have yeah. come before, but it's, it's something different altogether again. Um, take us inside that song in particular. How did it come together? Well, so Pete has been for years kind of, uh, it's funny, I think I'm kind of a, uh, a an old soul at heart, so I'm always kind of digging back through older records and older, older stuff, and Pete has this just visionary thing, he's always chasing 
he's always bringing me new music, you know. And uh, one of the things that has been a kind of funny meetup for us is that is that we're both really really big reggae fans, and um, and that's kind of funny because I'm probably much more traditionalist, you know, older stuff, and he's much more, you know, mod- every time there's something new, he's playing it for me, whatever, and. Um, so we've been kind of playing with it for years, trying to figure out how we could, could, you know, you want to play stuff that you want to listen to, you know? So how do we, how do we get any of that in, in what we do, you know? And, um, and so I, I, I wrote the, the hook for that song. I must've demoed, gosh, there was like a two week period where I wrote like 30 songs or something. And, um, and it was this one that I threw in there, you know, and 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 sent off to to people and in the band, you know, hey, what do you think of this? And no one commented, and I was like, really, I like that one. Okay, whatever. I guess you know, can't win them all. And um, right towards the end of the record, um, somebody's like, hey, what's this? Where was this? And I was like, what do you mean? It's, I sent it to you like like a month ago. Like whatever, you didn't you didn't notice? And uh, and so uh, it became it kind of took on life from there. But yeah, it was just kind of me experimenting with, um, I don't know, kind of almost dance hall reggae stuff. <laughs> so. <laughs> amazing yeah because you can definitely hear that and i mean as well there's kind of um, a slight latin influence on it as well and i i mean i spoke to pete a couple yeah. of months ago when uh, the last of the real ones dropped and he was saying that you know he's particularly fascinated mm. in those sides of music and kind of how they're translating into the modern day so is that something that you really wanted to incorporate yeah. into this song in particular yeah well i think you know it's funny everybody's talking about uh you know I don't know. Like, look, I, I live in Los Angeles, you know, right? Like, like at the moment. And, um, and whenever you're at a stoplight, you know, you're hearing, you're hearing, you know, I don't know, some guys blasting metal and some guys blasting, uh, you know, trap music and some guys blasting reggaeton, you know, whatever. And it's this, it's this big cacophony of all these mixes of, in, of music, of, you know, genres and, and things. And, and I feel like that just felt natural. You know what I mean? It just felt like something that it wasn't like reaching for it. It wasn't like a, you know, it was weird because it just kind of came out, you know, we just kind of wrote it and it just happened very naturally, very comfortably. And then afterwards I'm like, Oh goodness, is everyone going to hate this? You know? <laughs> Whatever. But but, uh, you know, because it's one of those things. I love it. I'm, like, so excited about it. But, you know, you also, I'm, you know, Pete's much braver than I. I'm, I'm, always, the, I'm always the one, like, oh, I don't know, though. I don't know if, you know, <laughs> I don't know if people will love this. You know? So, but, but, yeah, anyway, so that was the, uh, I kind of lost the question in there. Somewhere, but, um, <laughs> no, I, guess no. we were talking, I guess we were talking about, we were talking about the, the uh, background and inspiration for it, I guess. So, yeah, but it's kind of, I, I guess it's me playing around with those things and then uh and then pete you know going yeah no man this is the right thing to do trust me (laughs) (laughs) awesome yeah because as well you know i kind of touched on earlier that this song and and the three that have come before it they've all been quite different sonically and it it sounds like you're going to some very creatively kind of fearless places i mean is that something that you've done across the mania record as a whole yeah yeah i'd say this record is probably i don't know if i'd say fearless but um but it's it's definitely song to song. It's weird. You said something about there's a thread. There's a thread that ties them all together. Um, you kind of recognize something that that feels like the same album, but they are really, you know, 
the points on the map are all over the place. You know, it's, it's very, it's very different. Um, and, uh, I don't know, in, in a lot of ways, I think there's something thematically that, that it just feels really right to us. We kind of were able to now, um, put out a record and not stop ourselves and go, Hey, wait, does this sound like our last thing? Does this sound enough like our last record? That kind of stuff. You know, I think like we don't need to play that game ever anymore. So we, so I think it really is more about like, do we like this song? Does this sound right? You know, do, do we like this lyric? Do we like this vocal? That kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, the record definitely bounces around. <laughs> it's, de- it's definitely a very uh, textured thing as a whole. Oh man, I can't wait to hear it. I mean, in in terms of how left field the record goes as well. I mean, uh, when I spoke to Pete, he was saying that Young and Menace, you know, at that point was maybe looking like the most left field song. Uh, is that kind of how that's that's um, carried out as as more stuff's been recorded, or like how sort of how left field does the record go? I mean, I, look, I, I never know. I never know what people are gonna how left field people think things are you know i mean i think that's one of the the problems of being an artist is that you think you're doing something and that you think you're doing one thing and then the audience thinks you're doing something completely different that happens on a regular basis you know where where i'll write something that i think is really really you know up the middle pop and and people are like well that's really wild or i write something that i think is really um you know really wild and they're like oh yeah that sounds kind of you know that sounds like your last thing whatever you know (laughs) so you, you never really have any concept of it i think so it's hard for me to say for sure what, what, you know, if that is the, the biggest difference, you know, when I look at, um, when I look at a song like Young and Menace versus a song like Real Ones, right. I don't know if people, you know, to me, they sound tremendously different. I don't know what our audience thinks. Right. Um, but I will say that in terms of the, the, the seed of each song, I think they are, all really, really different songs. It's a pretty, it's a pretty wide net. <laughs> you know, I would say one of the more, one of the more adventurous records we put out. Amazing. So. Amazing. Cause as, as well, you had the kind of, uh, the split sessions in that Pete was saying that Young and Menace yeah. and uh, Champion kind of came from the, the first sessions. And then, uh, these yes. have come from like, well, the last of the real ones came from the newer sessions. Is Hold Me Tight the same deal with that? Is that much more of a recent song? Well, it's weird. That one's really funny because it's maybe one of the oldest uh, pieces of song uh, that made it to the record. Like I said, I kind of demoed a bunch of songs, you know, for everybody. I was just feeling, I was just on this, on this role where I was writing a bunch of little ideas. And I, I demoed that one pretty early on in the process and no one really noticed it. <laughs> so, so, um, but it wasn't until, it wasn't until the, the kind of, reassessment after we pushed the record back that, 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 uh, you know, the, the guys kind of found that song again and we're like, Hey, what's this? You know? Um, so it, it's kind of both. It kind of straddled the line where it was, you know, in, it was, it was, you know, being recorded at the same time as, as, you know, as champion and, and, uh, and young and menace, but then it, it didn't really take on any life until long after, until like right before the record was done. So, Amazing. So as well, because with the, of course, the release date being changed and that sort of thing, and now us coming to that point and, you know, the album being nearly done and that sort of thing, uh, was that a difficult decision? Or looking back, are you very proud and pleased that, you know, you were brave enough to make that decision? And, you know, Pete was saying that there's nothing worse than having to promote something you don't believe in kind of thing. So, you know, was that a really kind of, really pleased looking back? 
Oh yeah, no, I'm so pleased because I mean, one of the things is that like I used to work at a record store, use record store. I worked at two record stores, a, a, like a mall chain store, and then I worked at a used record store. And the thing about the used store that was so brutal was that. In the area that I was working, in the suburb that I was in, the only stuff that people brought in, it wasn't like you were getting, you know, it wasn't like you'd be a vinyl collector and wanting, wanting to go there. It was all the records after the band lost it, you know, after the band <laughs> kind of gave up and stopped trying. So I know those records intimately, right? Like that's, that, was, that was a big part of my, my youth was, was stocking shelves full of albums that no one wanted anymore. It was the, you know, the, the record store of Miss misfit toys you know and um so to me that's a thing that you you're better off as an artist putting out nothing than putting one of those records out i think and um and not to say that we weren't caring but i when i had any hint of doubt about about the record i was like no we can't do this you know it's, it's better off again it's you're you're way better off never putting anything out than you are putting out that bad record that you know is just gonna that, you know, 10 copies are going to choke up the, the used record bin. So, Yeah, definitely. In that sense, then, have the more recent sessions been, um, been very positive experiences then in that, you know, you've really looked at the songs and you've, you've really kind of been, been honest with each other and that, you know, this needs to be absolute top notch before we, before we put it down, basically, before we record it. Have they been very positive in that sense? Oh, yeah, they've been so positive. The crazy thing, <laughs> the crazy thing, I, 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 was, I was saying this a little bit earlier, is that the record, one of the ways that I knew the record wasn't right was because we weren't fighting about it. No one, everyone was kind of just like, yeah, this is good, this is kind of fine. And nothing's good and kind of fine in art. <laughs> everything is, everything should be something that you either love or hate, right? And um, between the four of us, we were maybe getting along too well earlier on. Um, so it's kind of funny, ironically, there's, there's a, a certain type of positivity that we found in disagreeing with each other because when we came, when we, when we, when we, you know, pushed the release date and then we went back and kind of reworked it, we got more into those little arguments, which I think that makes a better record. I can hear it. I can hear on a record when, when no one argued, you know, you can just tell when it was like, it's like. You know, you ever listen to, uh, I'm a huge Prince fan. I have, you know, I, I kind of went all in on Prince when I was in high school. I pretty much listened to, you know, everything he ever put out, right? And one of the things that's really funny about Prince is that you can tell no one ever argued with him, right? So when you listen to his stuff, right? So there are these amazing peaks, just the best music you've ever heard. And then there are these moments, they aren't bad, but they're like, they're just like these weird time capsule moments, you know? And, uh, and I think that was a thing that, you know, that's the value of having a band is you have, you, you kind of get this other thing where everybody kind of moves it together and you don't necessarily have those time capsule songs. Every song has to make everybody happy, you know, or make everybody feel something, you know? And, um, I think we got that feeling a lot more on the second round of stuff. Awesome. Yeah. It's funny you say that actually, because Pete said the same thing. Um, I mean, in that sense oh, really? that, yeah, <laughs> which is really interesting. That's I mean, um, in, in that sense as well, but that kind of, <laughs> that kind of led to, uh, to I, what's I, happening. It's funny. I, I, I didn't realize how big the arguments were. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. 
<laughs> it's funny because we, uh, we it kind of led to us having a bit of a chat about how fast moving the industry is now and that you know it's uh, yep. it can be quite important to adapt to that you know and uh, he was saying about you know the idea of uh, playing around with kind of dropping like you guys have been doing kind of dropping songs when they're done you know kind of like DJs or hip hop artists were doing things like that yep. so so has that been very exciting with this album and does it feel like you're really kind of breaking new ground in terms of what you're doing especially with the style of music on each song and also just how you're releasing it has that been very exciting in that in that sense I yeah I don't know if we're breaking ground or anything I just know that it yeah it it is very exciting it's a little scary um because I think that's one of the great things about the band is that um is that I would say in terms of methodology I'm a little bit more of a traditionalist and Pete's definitely more of a futurist you know in in the way that you know I would pour over a song for years if I could. I have, you know, um, whereas Pete has this kind of urgency and this sudden nature to, I was telling a story the other day, um, about thanks for the memories. When we recorded that song, um, I was still planning on being in the studio for, you know, another 10 hours or something. And Pete gets up and leaves and I'm, furious and I send him all these angry texts. I'm like, where'd you go? What's the deal? And he, he texts me back. He's like, he's like, I thought it sounded perfect. I thought we were done. So I left, <laughs> you know, like whatever. And, and I think that's the, that's the, the thing that drives the band is that, or, you know, in one of the many things that drives the band is that interplay where, where, you know, I'm one of those guys that, that, you know, I, I can get lost in the details and Pete is able to just see the whole, the whole thing and you know and it kind of pushes me in a lot of ways like so both songs both young and menace and champion that came out you know early on in the in the production process they were i mean they were maybe finished for a matter of hours before they were out wow. <laughs> you know like it, it was it was so it kind of as an as a as a uh, you know writer or whatever as a composer it's kind of this challenge to let, to let it go, you know, because once it's out, it's out, you know, I, I could George Lucas it and, and, and go back and, <laughs> but, but you can't really, you know, so. Yeah, no, definitely. Cause in that sense and that sort of that letting go and kind of allowing yourself to let go of the songs uh, with the release date coming up now, you know, it's just over two months away. Are you, are you really excited? Are you kind of finally at that point now where you're ready for the world to hear mania in its entirety? Yeah, it's a good record, man. That's one of the things that I, you know, look, and you never know. People always say, oh, you know when you have a hit or you know when you don't, whatever. It, that's nonsense. You never do. You never have any idea when you, I mean, you have to be, it's, it's kind of blind luck, you know, to a certain extent. All I know is I really like it and I'm really excited about it. And it's been, and we, and we are really excited about it. I think all four of us have felt at various times on this record that this is, this is our, it's one of our best records, you know, um, in a lot of ways. And I, and I, I hope people feel it that way because it feels like that to us, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited. And it's kind of, it's now it's kind of this waiting game of like, it's kind of, I'm kind of impatient. I want it out now. I want people to, to hear it, <laughs> you know? Amazing. Yeah. It's just, I, mania is going to be wild, right? I mean, we're at a point now because we got the track listing as well last week when like Fallout Boy are like they're such a meme now and I'm I'm li- I love the fact that Fallout Boy are memeing themselves and just li- <laughs> and and just 
living for what is now like even on the when they did the fidget spinners like they said about the llamas as seen in memes like genius um and we've had like five tracks out of the 10 now which are going to appear on it and every single one is so different and so eclectic and now they've got homie title don't which is like after the step of last of the real ones which was kind of more of like um a dance floor filler this is like the same, but like a different dance floor. Yeah. This is like an actual, like rather than pump your fists, it's like proper footwork. Hip shaking floor. feel. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like three hours of salsa. <laughs> I, have, I have a really nice image of you in my head right now with like a really snazzy silk shirt on, just like, and a light up dance floor. What, just, what, what? But ones like, with the ruffle? Yeah, like. and like some nice black jazz shoes and the new Fall Out Boy song is just playing and like everyone's just in a circle um, yes. around you while you're like, <laughs> Spinning we, we are going to make this happen. We were talking before it and recording about wanting to DJ as the Roxanne Podcast DJs. That is going to happen, Jack, right? If we do that. I can't what, wait. What you, like, <laughs> Will on the decks just going, and if everyone could please clear the dance floor before the very special performance Jack going Rogers. ahead. Jack just sashays in. <laughs> I can be like the, the red dress emoji girl. He can like twirl me around. To well, this, this has gone way out of control. All right. <clears throat> I mean, I'm. let's just say I'm neither going to confirm nor deny that I would love to wear a ruffled shirt and dance to the new Fall Out Boy song <laughs> with everyone clapping around me. Like the Dance Dance video, but like in 2017. Yes. We'll, so, we'll make it happen, Jack. Don't worry. Going to happen. But with this song, it was another surprise when it came out. And like, it was how Patrick and Pete uh, like Pete a few weeks ago and Patrick now just talking about the different influences that they've got going on and like this it's it's so relevant like this song in terms of like for like a Fall Out Boy fan it's nothing's a surprise now they go anywhere but in terms of like actual pop music in terms of what they want to achieve with this album it's like bang on yeah like, like it's exactly where they need to be right now it's a it's a legendary band who are you know absolute you know classic band legendary band whatever you want to call it they're so far into their career now done so much but they're still continuing to push that envelope and that's so rare and so special you agree Tamsin? yeah for sure and like i i love I, like obviously we've had pete on kind of talking about the album and hearing patrick's side as well it kind of is like two different people but talking about the same thing but just in in, in a different way and like patrick was like he's like the kid at school he's just like I kind of, I, I wrote this song and I think it's quite good, but I don't think anyone's going to like it. And then Pete comes in and is just like, it's a banger! Let's get it out there. Yeah. I love how they overlap each other. Yeah. Like, it's like they're like the same person almost, but like yeah. with two different sides. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly. That Thanks for the memories, little sort of exclusive story as well. Just yeah. thrown in, like you say, amazing. I just had no idea they were both such big fans of reggae. <laughs> I mean... If a band can keep on bringing up new bits of information like that so often, that's why they're still in the world and yeah. still relevant to Mania's everyone. Mania's just going to be a big old box of tricks. It? <laughs> it is. Yeah, never a dull moment. And uh, their show at Electric Brixton in January. Ridiculous. Mate. Walk on heads. That's it, man. You know it. And then, like... And, and then going, a little bit of salsa. I was going to say, now they're, do, like, they're doing that and then, like, oh... Then they'll do the O2, you know. Like, yeah. yeah, it's just, yeah, like, just like... Just a gentle yeah, step yeah, up. Just, just, yeah, just, just pop across the river and play to, like, everyone in London. <laughs> <laughs> so, cannot wait. Special band, banger, more on Mania as it comes. Cannot wait. What a band. Jack? It's list of questions. 
yeah. So, Mulhern.Hannah has said, who are the most underrated band? Which is a mad question, like, because there's so many bands who are typically underrated. Um, but for me, I'm going to go a little bit left field, and it's a band who don't really exist anymore, who, if I remember correctly, um, Rock Sound way back in the day gave them a 10 out of 10 on their last album. Um, was it you? No, it wasn't me. I didn't. No, 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 no. This was this was like when I was like an avid reader rather no. than like um, a cog in the an machine. Icon. Back in the day, <laughs> an yeah. icon. Um, and it's uh, the band Renoa who um, produced such like the best way to put it is heartbreaking like soundscapes of just like like eight minute epics of just noise which could move mountains with just like the most heart-wrenching and heartbreaking of vocals and lyrics over the top. Um, so if there's a comeback on, I'll be there. Nice. Um, I was stuck between two bands who both released their debut albums at the start of this year and both were equally equally great. Um, and I, I generally can't choose between the two, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give two because I can. Um, and those bands are A Will Away and Can't Swim. Oh, oh bang a shout. Yeah. Um, simply put, like, they're, they're both such good bands. Can't Swim are on tour with Creeper in December, so if you're going to that tour, make sure you get in early to go and watch Can't Swim. They are so good live. I saw them uh, play London with Boston, uh, Boston Manor at the Boston Music Rooms, um, and they were, they were so good. They were so, so good. And the, the album is just flawless. And it's like A Will Away... I just, it's pure emo vibes and it's like, it's a proper like driving soundtrack. Like I'll, I'll just stick it on in the car if I've got a long drive and it's just, it just takes you from start to end and then you repeat it and it just, it's, it's so, so good. And like uh, the types of songs I really like are ones that you can imagine live, you like sc- like screaming yeah. or singing along to it with like your fessing air. Those are the best types of songs. The ones that send a shiver, send a shiver. Send a shiver <laughs> oh, your- send a shiver. <laughs> I hope you're fine. Staying in. Um, and a Will Away's Here Again is just like, it's that song for me. And like, Can't Swim, the entire album pretty much does that for me. So yeah, like if you haven't checked out those bands, please do. Great shout. Yeah, yeah. Here Again by Will Away is so, so good. I love that album. I am going with also a band that are no longer a band, uh, Funeral for a Friend. For, for me, they're, I mean, I, I raved about Your Demise a few weeks ago, and I, I guess maybe they're kind of neck and neck for me personally in this, but I think they're the best lost band. Um, yeah, they've, they've Yeah, they've influenced so many bands. Um, I mean, if you don't know them, if you're into pretty much any band across our scene that's, that's, that's kind of come up in the past five years or so, check out Casually Dressed Deep Conversation or Hours. Just absolute bangers for days. So many different styles, huge choruses. Honestly, I can't, anyone listening to this podcast, I can't imagine you'd listen to those two albums and not like them. I just feel it's such a shame that we still, we were talking about Fallout Boy earlier and, you know, still doing all these things. Like, I think it's such a shame that we don't have Funeral for a Friend anymore. And check it out, honestly, Funeral for a Friend, one of the best bands to have ever done it. Sick. Uh, bands for life, 5544. Respect. Um, <laughs> uh, asked us what our fave album of 2006 was. And simple Black Parade for me. Knew it was coming. Just because I remember going out on the day, like, because th- this was before, like, bands could put up songs, like, online and do that. So all there was was Welcome to the Black Parade. 
And I went and I bought it for £9.99, got home, put it on my CD player and played it 10 times in a row and was just like blown away and I'm still blown away now. Like when that when that beeping comes in and the acoustic guitar all the way through to like Famous Last Words, it's just ridiculous. It doesn't get much better than that. And it was 11 years ago and mm, long. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with Taking Back Sunday's Louder Now, um, simply because Make Down Sure is still the ultimate bop of the century. Um, and just like you, Jack, I remember being on holiday in Cornwall with my mum and going to the HMV, which is very difficult to find at that time in Cornwall. Um, yeah, go, going to HMV and buy, buying Louder Now and literally just spending my entire holiday not listening to anything else. Like like still to this day you put it on you're just like yes yes when every song comes in it's such a good album i couldn't agree more because funnily enough <laughs> i've got both of your answers as my answer <laughs> so yeah talking about sunday loud now and my chemical romance of flat parade like yeah just to add to this kind of like nostalgia fest with the cds yeah i mean i remember going and buying both on cd straight in the walkman uh straight on my hi-fi at the time uh and i listened to both so much that i wrecked both discs like the the middle bit of the disc cracked because yeah. oh, it went yeah. around so much yeah. yeah, I got a few CDs like that. Yeah, just just brutal. But like both those albums, like you guys have said, uh, just perfect. You know, uh, total classics, influenced thousands of bands, um, total bops and bangers for days. Uh, you just, just can't mess just, with them. Just think that we might be able to hear some of Louder now at Slam Dunk next year. Oh, I'm I, so excited just thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, I've lost... See, I'm losing my voice now because just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a write-off. It is a write-off. <laughs> oh, even on the podcast, it's a write-off. <laughs> um, and final question, Saint underscore what's her name asked, if it was 2007, God forbid, um, <laughs> what would your go-to emo song be? Simple, Secret Valentine, We the Kings. Remembering Sunday, All Time Low. Fall Out Boy, Harm Hallelula. Huge! Big shout. I'm going to listen to all three of those songs. And do right. a little cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So Spotify playlist, follow us on Spotify, an updated rock sound chart, of course, of Mice and Men are now at the top with their new banger, Warzone Usher, in their Defy era. Aaron Pauly sounding absolutely mighty. Our Scuzz TV show is also on daily, along with our new issue. Check that out on daily on Scuzz TV. Check out all the new bangers from the bands in the current magazine. Now, interview two, Seaway. Right, in terms of albums that have been on in our office the most this year, Vacation, this album has honestly, talking about spinning these albums and destroying discs, we listen to them so much. This, if this was, obviously it's a digital release, but if this was a CD, it would be wrecked by now. Vacation by Seaway is one of the best pop punk albums I've heard in years. It defies genres, it defies what pop punk can be. Um, It's fearless in that sense. So I took that to vocalist Ryan Locke, and uh, talk to him all about the album and how they're completely revitalising uh, the pop punk revolution. So uh, yeah, here we go. Ryan Locke from Seaway on the banger that is Vacation. To kick off, as I say, Vacation, one of our favourite yeah. albums of the year. Did you have any hint of what Thank a step you. up? No, absolute pleasure. Like, did you have any hint of like what a step up you guys were making in the studio or did it just all flow very naturally? Um, I mean, I think like, that's always the end game is like taking the, you know, a big step up, you know, like, um, like I thought colorblind was a big step up too, you know, and like may- maybe everyone else didn't think that, which is fine, totally fine, you know, but you know, when we were making vacation, like, yeah, that's the idea. So like, 
you know, we're going to take an even bigger step on this one and hopefully, you know, you know, the fans and everyone else will, will understand that. And so I think like, we had an idea that it was awesome, but I think we think that everything we make is awesome. You know, So it's hard to say like, yeah, we knew that this was going to be a big step up. Cause like we, we just hope that everything we're doing is, is, you know, taking it to the next level, you know? So, um, I mean, I, I think, yeah, we, we hoped that it was, but it's, you know, it's tough sometimes, you know, like I said, I thought colorblind was like an awesome step for us. And like it did, it did well. I'm not saying like it was a bad record or anything. It did well, but like, um, I think, you know, at the end of a cycle, you always want to be further than you actually are. So when we were making vacation, it was definitely like, okay, let's like, you know, like really give it everything we got. Cause we, we, I guess maybe we thought we did on colorblind and maybe we didn't, or maybe, I don't know, maybe it didn't translate as well to the fans as we had hoped. Um, but I think, you know, definitely on vacation, we, we nailed that one in the head, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, definitely. Cause, Cause I mean, yeah, talking to colorblind, I mean, like I love colorblind as a record and I mean, you know, songs like goon on there and big deal and things like that. Did you kind of want to take what you started on those songs with vacation and then just kind of push them in all kind of as far as they could go, essentially. Did you want to kind of see what, where you could take the Seaway sound? Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, um, I mean, yeah, we started off as a pop punk band and obviously we still are, or, you know, we, I guess you'd have to say we still kind of are a pop punk band, but, um, we've always been about trying to explore like new sounds, um, exploring new like influences, you know, and not just like, um, making a record that front to back sounds the same. Like, I think, you know, both, both those records that we're talking about, I think are very dynamic. They have a lot of, uh, different vibes from song to song. And so, um, yeah, I think we kind of just picked apart, you know, the cool, the cool aspects of colorblind and then just tried to build on that even further with vacation. Yeah, for sure. Cause you know, I mean, turn, like in terms of the songs across vacation, I mean, you know, you've got a song like something wonderful, which is this super fun kind of pop punk banger, but then you've got a song like neurotic, which has all these kind of nineties influences on it. And it's just, there's so much going on across yeah. the record. So did you kind of want to delve kind of what you've just said? Did you kind of want to delve into all kinds of influences that you guys have as a band? Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, like we, we definitely like wanted to keep all the Seaway fans that we already have, like we weren't going to take a complete 180 or, or 360 or what have you, you know, like we wanted to like keep it Seaway, but also kind of introduce where we're trying to go in the band as well. You know, with songs like songs like Lula, songs like Neurotic, where they're a bit more, yeah, 90s uh, alternative, like pop rock influence, I want to say. I don't know. It's tough to like slap genres on every, on each, you know, song to song, but like, I think that's kind of where we're trying to go grow as a band, you know, is getting a bit more, um, like away from the poppy punky sound, you know, and, and kind of growing with, with, you know, with the fans that are, are, have been growing with us, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like in that sense, and did it feel like you weren't really playing to any kind of rule book? It was just kind of like, you know, seeing what came out and if it was cool, you guys just kind of went with it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like I think, yeah, we were just kind of playing with everything, playing with, you know, some, more, you know, rock sounding songs, poppier sounding songs. Uh, there's like, you know, obviously some more emo sounding songs on it. And so, yeah, I think we just kind of tr tried to do, I don't know, not tried to do everything, but just tried to, you know, I guess we have a lot of different influences as a band, you know, from member to member and just like as a band as a whole, you know? So I think we just basically just tried to play with all of those influences and, and that's kind of how vacation came together. 
Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, like you mentioned, Luda on the beach, and that, especially that song's very unique. You know, I mean, like I, I can't think of any other song released this year that sounds like that song. Uh, and I mean, I think that applies to the record as a whole as well. And I mean, in that sense, do you think it's important to to make a unique sound and kind of try and and get your sound as unique as possible? And like you say, kind of try as many different things as you can with it. You know, especially in this day and age with things being so instant and you know people having to release music at such a fast rate. Do you think that's really important? I think it is, yeah. I think, um, I don't know, I think there's a lot of bands that are really good at that, and I think there's a lot of bands that kind of just keep putting out the same record, and, you know, either, either band, you know, it could work for either bands, you know, so I'm not really knocking either way, but I think for us, like, we've been at it for a while, we've been touring for quite a while, and, uh, you know, we, we need something to, like, set ourselves apart, and I think that, you know, making a, a unique, dynamic, uh, interesting-sounding record is is something that's going to help us a lot you know like obviously we just put it out a month ago and it's been going well but i think you know even moving forward once uh you know we, we're touring more and uh getting more people to listen to it i think that's going to help us a lot you know because um and like one of the things you notice too which is like i think the coolest thing about the record is so many people have different favorite songs you know it's not like uh everyone's favorite song is the single or something like that you know like so many people will pick like I've, like I've seen tweets about like oh favorite song is you know this song or this song it's just like all, all, people have named like almost every song so it's really cool um, you know when it's not just like oh this is the song on the record like there's so many songs that so many different people uh, gravitate to or, or relate to you know yeah definitely and that's amazing to hear I mean in terms of uh, unleashing these songs live as well since the record came out has that been really exciting has it kind of like made the set feel really dynamic and kind of like as you say people have been reacting to so many different songs across the record like how's how's that been uh, you know to see fans reacting it's, it's been amazing like um, so yeah we started putting out singles in August right so we went to Australia and it was like our first time in Australia so they got like good reactions but it was also like our first time there, you know, so people still wanted to hear the old stuff as well. Um, but then, you know, going, we did a, an American tour and now we're on a Canadian tour and, you know, the, the album has a bit, had a bit more time to like kind of marinate and sit with everyone. And, uh, it's been going really well. It's really cool to see from city to city, like different new songs, getting different reactions and stuff. You know, it's not just like this one gets the best reaction and then this one gets second best. It's like, it's kind of different every night, which is really cool to see. Oh man, that's so awesome. We also like, yeah, on that too, like it was really hard for us to pick like what songs we would start playing live, you know, like obviously we were going to do all this thing, like apartment Lula, something wonderful and all that. But after that, like we wanted to add more new songs and it's like, we had a really tough time sitting down at, uh, at band practice thinking like, well, no, some people want to do this one. Some people want to do that one. And like, yeah, it was, it was really tough for us to pick, but I think, you know, with, with what we're working on right now, it's, uh, the set's been really cool. Awesome, yeah, because as well, I mean, something that's really, really uh, intriguing about the album as well, in that it, there's, uh, it's, it, lyrically, there's a lot of kind of fun, uh, jubilant kind of stuff going on, but there's also some very serious things woven in as well. Um, was that something that you really wanted to do? Yeah, as a lyric- yeah. Is that something you really wanted to do as a lyricist, in that you kind of wanted to, uh, you w- kind of wanted to put the two different things against each other, so it kind of made each more powerful? Yeah, I mean. Um, like even not really even personally, like I think that just comes with like having different people in the band writing different songs, you know, like Andrew wrote a lot of the record, Patrick wrote some, I wrote some. So, um, I think, yeah, like maybe that's not even an intentional thing that just comes with like having different people writing the songs, you know, and like, you know, 
different emotions and, and different uh, things that each of us want to write about, I guess. So I'd say it's more just like, yeah, ha- having having different people writing the different songs. Because as well, you got Caleb yeah. from Beartooth on, uh, on Scatter My Ashes as well. Like, that was really interesting to kind of hear him change up his vocal style for that song. Like, how did that come about? Yeah, we've, I don't know. It's kind of been a thing for us where we've, we've always liked having guest vocals. Like, I don't know, growing up, I always thought it was really cool hearing different bands collaborate on stuff. And uh, so, yeah, like from, from our first release, Hoser, we had Shane Told from Silverstein. Uh, on our second release, we had Ian from a band called The Full Blast, which is like uh, they're like a band from where we're from. So they're, they're not like, uh, it was more like a cooler thing for us, not really like for the fans, I guess. Because a lot, a lot of people, a lot of our younger fans wouldn't know that band. They're a bit of an older band. But for this one, we thought like, yeah, let's try and take a step up, go a bit, um, you know, farther from the genre and stuff like that. And we were bouncing around ideas and, and you know, it all kind of felt like easy, like, oh, it'd be, you know, it'd be easy enough for us to get like, uh, like a friend to do it, you know? So, I, I mean, not to say that Caleb isn't a friend, but I, I meant more like a friend in the scene that we've toured with. Um, and then someone just brought, it might've actually been someone from Pure Noise. I can't even remember brought up having Caleb from Beartooth, obviously. And, and it was just kind of like, once that was brought up, it's like, oh, damn, that's like a no-brainer. Like, that would be so cool to hear. And also, um, like, the Beartooth guys are big fans of our band, as we are of their band. So, um, yeah, we, we've, like, never toured with them, but we've done, like, we've done, like Warp Tour with them. And we've done, uh, you know, we, they played Slam Dunk when we played. So we've always got to, like, hang out and party. Um and so, yeah, I just, I just emailed him asking if it's something he'd be interested in. And he said, you know, basically right away, like, yeah, let's do it. And, uh, it was all like figured out and, and, and tracked and recorded real quickly. And, um, yeah, it was, it was really cool for us too. Like, I feel like, um, like features aren't really as, as big of a thing as they used to be, especially like in the like pop punk realm, I guess. So having someone like Caleb from Beartooth, who was like, you know, Beartooth is obviously a very different band from Seaway, so having him come and sing on the song I thought was really cool. And, and I think the fans have been reacting really well to it too. Amazing. Yeah, no, definitely. Because in that sense as well, and I mean, you're talking about kind of like seeing what you could do kind of beyond the genre and that sort of thing. In terms of Seaway in the future, do you think that this could be, uh, you know, a real movement into that and that, you know, you kind of go into something completely unique and that you don't fit a certain mold at all? Is that kind of the, the hope there, especially with how successful Vacation's been? Yeah, I think the, that's the idea is like, um, we've always, we've always had an idea of like where we wanted Seaway to go as a band, you know, like we didn't, we have, we don't, we don't always want to be the same pop punk band that we were when we started the band when we were 19 years old, you know, like, um, like, like anything in life, we want to like keep moving forward and keep growing. And, um, and like, you know, we t- obviously we touched upon it in, uh, colorblind and then like i think we've pushed it even forward and kind of honed in on it in on vacation so i think on like upcoming releases i think you know we've kind of eased uh the fans in on like where we're trying to go as a band and uh i think hopefully with vacation you know like i think people are really taking to it so it's not like we're doing something too like crazy or dumb or like uh something that you know people won't like you know (laughs) so um yeah I, i think like is vacation is definitely a taste of like where we're trying to go with the more like bit more nineties pop rock. Uh, you know, obviously we've always been like a, a pretty fun band, but, um, yeah, more of like the, I guess like, like you could say like third, third eye blind Weezer kind of influence is what we're really riding with right now. 
awesome that's so cool I mean in terms of bringing these songs overseas as well you've got the UK tour coming up at the start of next year like are you excited to you know be taking these songs to places even further away yeah I'm really excited like I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not just saying this because, uh, you know, you guys are a UK publication, <laughs> but UK is like one of our best markets as, as a country. So, I mean, every time we come over, like top to bottom, the shows are always amazing, you know? Um, so like, I'm really excited to finally, you know, have this new record out. Um, you know, we obviously had a lot of help from you guys, so I'm really excited to see, uh, how these shows go once we get over there in January amazing cool so just to finish up then like can't wait for that and in terms of listening back to vacation because obviously you know you live with these songs kind of for for a good few months now from their inception like are you really really proud mm-hmm. listening back because it sounds like you guys are hugely proud of this record yeah yeah i think so i think like everyone i think everyone has something they should be really proud on for the record you know from like drums guitar the vocals like i think yeah, I'm, I'm like really proud of everyone on the record, you know, like not even just obviously not just myself. Like I think everyone, everyone um, kind of put their all into it. And, and, and I think it really shows uh, on the record, you know, like I think, yeah, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm still really stoked about it. <laughs> Amazing. I, I think that sometimes, you know, I think sometimes like unlike colorblind, there's like things where we thought, oh, maybe we could have done this differently or like like Hoser as, as, as a record, like obviously that was years ago now and we're not like losing sleep over it, but like, we really think that that could have been like a really good EP and not like a stretched out record, you know? <laughs> so you always kind of look back after, you know, as you said, a few months later and say like, ah, oh, maybe we could have done this different, could have done that different. But I think for vacation, everyone's just like, yeah, this is the record we've really been trying to make for however many years now. So yeah, it's fun. I'm, I'm really excited to come over to the UK and, you know, we're in Canada right now and it's going really well. So, so it's a fun time right now. So yeah, absolutely amazing. You cannot slap a label on that band and this album. So, so good. Jack, what are you saying? This album is brilliant in every single respect. Um, like from the first time I heard it, because for me, I see we've always been threatening to make a really special pop punk album. This album, it's just, it's, it's so floaty and summery and expansive while and it's what ryan said that it's like they wanted to keep it seaway which was this like pop punk sound which is like how they've built themselves up to be the band they are but like taking in sort of those 90s kind of feels and like that like being their own band and what it's produced is just an album which it doesn't get boring it doesn't like tie you out you don't get bored of hearing the songs like every single time you find yourself like a week after listening to it, like just buying cereal and humming along to something <laughs> or like just singing it when like under your breath, when you're like waiting for the bus or whatever. And there's very few albums which like stick to you that vividly. Like there's, there's songs, but like when it's whole albums and you're spraying it across, and I think that's a really like a really special thing. And I say, I think it's the album they need to make. It's the album that they did make. Yeah, absolutely. Like Neurotic, the second song on this album. I brought it up on the podcast before. Ultimate banger, possibly my song of the year. It's like if Smash Mouth were a boy band. It's just, it's <laughs> such a bop. Tamsin, what are you saying? <laughs> I just wasn't expecting that <laughs> at all. Um, yeah, like uh, pretty much what Jack said, like, I remember seeing CUA when they came over for their, f- for their first UK tour, and that was like a few a few years ago now. It was just like a small support slot they had. They were on for like 20 minutes, um, and I had just like recently discovered Your Best Friend, 
and I was like, this is a banger. This is really good. Mm. This is perfect pop punk. And I like, I bought the EP there and then, and then they've come out with this album, which is just like glorious sunshine filled pop punk. And bearing in mind as well, whilst they were recording it, they had a really crap time. Like half their gear got stolen. Like, like so many things went wrong that could have just like jaded the entire experience. But instead they brought out this like really upbeat, fun record which is i feel exactly what was needed for the band and i feel like now they can go on and do so much more yeah it's exactly it's so vibrant as well with all that in mind like anything you know an album that references uh zach and kelly from saved by the bell or like mm. ross and rachel from yeah. friends but then could be woven in that's obviously spoke to ryan about this but could woven in with more serious things as well man it takes some like new to do that and like they've they've smashed it and also writing the song which is basically about taking dog for a walk on the beach yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, remember, I remember as well when like when we first got the record in and we put it on and they they like very very quietly and once you hear it you can't hear anything else but they put they sneak in the line um the itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow yellow polka dot bikini that she wore for the first time today they sneak that line in and like i remember crudge our ad guy was just like hold up <laughs> rewind <laughs> Did they just do that? And we were like, oh my God, yes, they did. Because you just, you don't hear it at first. And we were like, oh, 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 <laughs> I smashed it. And just from there on out, it's just like, yeah, this is sick. It's so good. Basically, long and short of it is, I'm just really glad that people are recognising the band for, like, how they deserve to be recognised. Yeah. And, like, they headlined the Underworld in London at the start of the year. They're coming back over again. Uh, and doing a even bigger uk tour like it's just gonna like grow and grow and grow yeah and, I, I and, and it's and it's very organic as well yeah so. yeah they're definitely starting to get the recognition recognition that they really yeah. deserve now yeah. shout out seaway hugely exciting cannot wait so yeah big shout out to ryan for coming on the show so uh yeah spotify playlists have been updated of mice and men are at the top currently with warzone check all that out follow us on spotify our scuzz tv show is also on daily on scuzz so check that out let us know what you think follow us on instagram twitter facebook all the socials and subscribe to the podcast on itunes and follow us on soundcloud check it all out um guys i don't know how it's come to an end but it has always good time it's always a lovely time yes i can't wait to be back yeah like i am every week (laughs) (laughs) it's been good uh we will see you next week love you guys love you Bye. bye